Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey y'all, I'm Jules. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. What's up, Kelly? Hey, Jewel. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I'm a little punchy. I've been writing up the sales page for a new program that I'm doing for intermediate and advanced level students, and I'm a little punchy. Oh, so, my gosh. What's, so what's, gonna, the, what's the page about? Oh, oh well, we're doing a, uh, a, a Spirit Sherpa mentorship program for people who are intermediate to advanced level. And of course, of course, you're going to ask me what's intermediate or advanced level. <laughs> it's like you read my mind. Did, you know, it couldn't be the 15 conversations we've had about, oh, I'm just baby witch. And I'm like, uh, hello, no. So yeah, um, so the intermediate to advanced level. So basically, if you look at the beginner programs out there and you go, oh, okay, and you're just like, I can't, I just can't do anything beginner again. Or if you're already out teaching and you're already out coaching other people, then you're further along in your process, right? And so if you're in one of those places, then, then this would be the program for that. And it's, it's, it's a very simple program. Um, unlike all of the other things that I do, which is freak tons of content, right? <laughs> well, that's, like that's that. because you're a walking encyclopedia. We have I had am. this conversation. I know, I know. <laughs> but unlike that, I did not do that this time. I said, you know what? These people have learned the basics of what they want to know, and they just want to go where they want to go. So I'm just going to show up and answer questions and provide insights and, and give direction. And, and you will determine where you want to go, and I will help you get there. And that's how this is going to work. 
Oh, that's really cool. So if they, I'm going to make this up, uh, are dealing with crystals or they're dealing with tarot or they're going to be a shaman, whatever, you can customize that program and tailor it to the individual person's needs. Yes, it's it's a group program, so it's within the context of the group. But again, small group, I never do large groups. <laughs> so small group program, 15 people or less. And, and so, you know, it gives you community at the same time as it gives you um, a chance to really, it's kind of like having your own private shaman on call, right? You know, well, not exactly on call, but, you know, talk to me a couple times a week, a month, a couple times a month. That's yeah. pretty, that's pretty oh, cool, though. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we both are definitely punching. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I it's started like that. with an energy scan. So, you know, when you sign up for six months, you get an energy scan included in the purchase price. And uh, I do that because I want to know where you are when you're getting started. Right. I want to be able to see where you are in your personal process and be able to test and say, okay, here are the wounds we're dealing with. Here are the, the, the things that are going on. Let's see what's, what's related to what and see what the fastest pass through is going to be. And that helps me to help you in the part, in the process of the journey. Very good. So now with this program, um, is this a Kelly exclusive on the program or, or do you have a partner in crime that you're going to be working with? <laughs> <laughs> so uh you'll have the option um we'll we'll rather we will assign you to whoever we think is going to be the best person for you but it, right now it's me and kathy uh i may drag steven into this at some point but if we get really really busy but uh at the moment it's me and kathy and uh so you know you've heard kathy on the mythology series and and uh Kathy's a badass in her own right. So, yeah. So we're going to put set you up with whichever person we think is going to be the better fit for you based on where you are in your life, what's going on for you, and what your background is, what you need help with. That's really cool. And I can uh, personally testify to have an energy scan by Kathy because she's the one who actually did mine. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I told her nothing at all. And she told me everything. I'll, I mean, going back to my childhood, the trauma. I mean, and I mean details. <laughs> um, knew where my blocks were, what my, you know, all things to work on. She knew how my energy was literally the Tasmanian devil, you know, and it's just all the tornado things and everything. Um, and so it was, there's so much information that you get from that energy scan that literally, okay, here is your next year's worth of work to do. Here's your to-do list. And so I personally found extreme value in that. Um, and Kathy, she also in her own right, as you're saying, she's also a walking encyclopedia. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. I mean, what is it between the two of you? How many years of experience do y'all have? It's 75. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> might be 80 now. It was 75 a few years ago. So it might yeah. be I'd have to do the math again. Yeah. That is yeah. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. All so right, if so, one of us doesn't know the answer, I promise you the other one does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or we that's know somebody cool. who does because we're friends with all sorts of other people who have multiple decades worth of experience. So it's like, that's oh, awesome. I know that. let me call my friend, you know? Yeah. And so the, so the name of the new program is? Spirit Sherpa Mentorship. Go figure. Go figure. All right. And that's all. It's all. You worked on it all day today. So it's up all on the day. website. That's why I'm really very ready. good. And we're going to include a link in the show notes. Absolutely. And all that. There you go. All right. So now today we are going to be starting a new series, right? Yeah. Well, 
but kind of continuing it. I think we've done one on this before. Um, but basically, the 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 concept is what is a spiritual awakening, and how do you know if you're having one? Right. There you go. So, yeah. or is or is it all in my head? Or yeah, is it all in my head? Yeah, there there is that. Yeah, you know, am I having a spiritual awakening or am I going insane? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it's one of the two. It's one of two one paths. Of two. Absolutely. You know, that you can take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. so what what would be your definition of a spiritual awakening? A spiritual awakening is generally uh, when you become aware of a larger scope of experience than you have had in the past. So, and that could mean a freak ton of things, right? It could mean everything from. Uh, you know, I'm hearing and seeing dead people to I had a prescient dream to I am feeling cold when I'm in haunted places to I am, I don't know, I had an alien experience. I have so many things, so many things that could possibly be uh, an awakening experience. And, you know, usually it's gifts showing up. Usually it's, it's, I can look at somebody and know stuff about them. It's like, that one will freak you out. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I told this story or not. I, I remember, wow, this was early on. I just moved into Boston. I might not even move there yet. I think I was just, I think I was just there for some reason. And um, I went... <laughs> So I'm going to tell two stories in one uh, because they're both on the subway. So, you know, they're forever married in my brain, even though I don't think they happen at the same time. But the, uh, the first one, which is relevant to what we were talking about, is I was on the train. There was this very well uh, attired man across from me. Uh, he was dressed to the nines, just fantastically put together, fa- fabulous, very expensive suit, really nice shoes. I mean, the whole nine yards, head to toe, looked fantastic. I took one glance at him and went, oh, transvestite, and kept going. And I went, what the fuck was that? And I went back and I looked at him really carefully and I, I was like staring at his nails. Did, was there any nail polish that I di- saw that I, I didn't register consciously? Is there any makeup around his eyes? I was just looking to see if there was any indication that I picked up on subconsciously that told me that there was nothing. This guy was perfectly attired as a man. And I was just invading his privacy by knowing this about him because I was absolutely certain it was true. And I was like, okay, now I'm invading people's privacy. This is not okay. He didn't ask me to know this about him. I need to figure out how to stop doing this, right? That was was issue number one. And then the second one, <laughs> the second one was when I was mother confessor. So mother period, confessor? Yes. There was a period of about three months when I would get on the subway in Boston. I would get on the T and... I would be sitting there waiting for my train. Now, something you need to understand about Bostonians, they don't freaking talk to each other. They don't even look at each other. If you approach a Bostonian and when they are doing something else and you don't know them, they're going to look at you like you have three heads. They're going to be like, what do you want and why are you bothering me? Okay, so you need to understand that this is the, this is the context in which this was happening. 
I would go onto the subway, I would sit down, I would pull out a book, and I would be reading, clearly engaged in my reading. And someone would walk up to me every freaking time for three months. Every time I got on the subway, this happened. Someone would walk up, plop their butt down next to me and start talking to me while I was reading. I would look up, give a short, curt response that said, "Uh uh-huh, because I'm being polite and go back to my book. And then they would say, you know, I've never told anyone this before, but, and their deepest, darkest secret, (laughs) shit you not, three fucking months, okay? And I was, it's like I had mother confessor tattooed on my forehead. I don't know. But I had so many people's, you know, never told this to anyone before, but every single time they use the same words. I have never told this to anyone before, but. That's crazy. I have no idea what was going on. You should have set out a tip jar. Just saying. No shit, right? (laughs) I'm like, I will hold your your dark secret for 50 bucks. (laughs) I'm just saying, I mean, you know, it's kind of like, was it? Charlie Brown with Lucy, you know, right? <laughs> with the little booze. The little booze, right? Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, it was like that. So there, there are some things that you really want to learn how to turn off, right? It took me three months to figure out how to turn that. Actually, no, I never figured out how to, it just went away. I never figured out how to turn that one off. It just went away. I, I don't want to take credit for figuring that out because I didn't. I just was like, what the, I, I avoided the subway for a little bit. I did because... So, so so that's when the spiritual awakening doesn't just tap you on the shoulder. It kind of slaps you across the face. Yeah, it, it's a it's a Tony Donozo back of the head slap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Got to love the, the NCIS thing. A little bit of <laughs> physical abuse. So, yeah, the clue by four to the back of the head. Yeah, that would be an indication. That would be so. an indication. Yeah. It's like if random things like that start happening. That's that's an indicator. What about because this has happened to me, so I'm just going to throw some of my woo woo mm-hmm. stuff out there. Um, in the middle of Walmart, clear as day, hear my name, turn around, nobody's there. I mean, clear as day. Yeah, I've had that one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. had one wake me up out of a dead sleep. Yeah, name yeah, right, full full voice right next to my ear. Nobody full in the voice, room. nobody there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then actually I was looking up some of, uh, you know, when you Google spiritual awakening, a bunch of stuff comes up, right. Yep. And so I was going to, if it's okay with you, just kind of go through a few of them and see yeah. what you think. Right. Cause yeah. we, we never know what our audience is, is exper- you know, experiencing Absolutely. and all that. So let's see. All right. So let's see. One of them was very vivid dreams. Yeah. Um, I will say that you can have very vivid dreams at various times in your life, and it doesn't necessarily mean you're having an awakening, um, but it could. It depends on whether the dream... Oftentimes, if you're having very vivid dreams and you're having an awakening, then what will happen is that your dreams will chase you into reality. And so what I mean by that is that you'll have the same theme from the dream will show up in reality. So if you're being chased in the dream, you'll be driving and people will be tailgating you or, you know, you'll feel like somebody's following you in in real life, right? When you're waking up. And so if it's an awakening, it's usually that sort of thing. Um, Otherwise, you know, really vivid dreams, maybe, maybe not could just be, you know, you had something interesting to eat. 
Could be. Could be. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, you feel more connected with nature. Yes, that could also be. But that one's another one that could be not. Right. Okay. Um, it depends on what the form of the connection is. I mean, sometimes just going out in nature more often and being slow and still and, and slowing down will make you feel more connected. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're awakening. But if you go out and the trees are talking to you and the air is talking to you, that's an awakening. Yes. What if you, again, from my own experience, like in the evenings, I always like go out, sit on the patio, right? Well, one of the things I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not seeing that. The trees, the like the branches and the leaves, it started taking on shapes of faces, oh, like yes. like fae and, and like drag. Yeah, the little fairies yeah. and um, dragons. Oh yeah, lots like like I'll have say like a big camellia bush or a big azalea bush, which is like ginormous, and all of a sudden I'll look over and I will swear up and down and diagonally that there. Do you don't why don't you see the dragon? The dragon is right there. Yes. You know. Have you not heard Kathy's story about that? Oh, tell me, tell me, remind so me. Kathy Kathy went to her very I, I think it was her very first pagan event. And she was I believe it was at Brushwood. And there was there's this huge fire circle and they're drumming all around the fire circle. And Kathy is sitting there having had no drugs, just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> no drugs, right? And uh, she is staring at the fire and there is this big ass dragon in the middle of the fire and there's all these people drumming and all these people dancing around the fire. Nobody's noticing the dragon but her. And she's like, that dragon is pissed that nobody is noticing it. She's like, she, she was like looking at it going, I see you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah, so you are not alone in that. <laughs> Seeing a dragon... Is is actually a sign of an awakening, yes. All right. And then one that I, I kind of thought was obvious, you know, you um, you feel presence of mm-hmm. ghost spirits, um, especially over your loved ones. Or um, at night, you may feel like, you know, tugging of the blankets or, oh. you know, someone pulling your hair or something like that. Or shaking um, your bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had that one too. And I had the feeling that someone literally like sat sat on my bed. I could feel the indention yep. on the mattress and then kind of freaked me out a little bit more when I turned on the light. Literally, you can see the indention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so, whoa. whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like when I opened my eyes and saw the prospector standing at the foot of my bed and then I opened my eyes and I was like, <gasps> And he got scared and disappeared from the waist up, but left his legs. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) You can't make that up. You cannot make that up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, Also, uh, from and I had told you this story before, whenever uh, my husband and I went into the wine store. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know there's a whole bunch of spirits always around alcohol and they're having a good time and all of this, right? Lot, lots of activity. I, did, I don't know this. And all of a sudden, I'm literally feeling pressure on top of my head like if like someone in a physical form would be pushing down on the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, my head feels like it's on fire and is vibrating. So now I'm trying to shop for wine with someone smooshing down on my head while my head is on fire and vibrating. And I'm trying to pick out a Merlot. (laughs) 
Yeah, that would be a spirit trying to enter your body. That would be what that is. That would be a ghost trying to possess you or something else. A ghost or a demon or some other entity trying to possess you. So so that would count as an awakening because I was oh, very yeah, awake on that one. <laughs> that that, really that wake definitely me wake me up. Yeah. Wake so, me up before you go. You go, go. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And one I thought was very interesting, too, is that uh, your kind of like your life focus and your relationships shift mm-hmm. and your teachers appear. Yes. So as, as in the teachers for to help you, you know, along uh, your spiritual yeah. teachers yeah. help you along the path and all. Yeah. I mean, a, a spiritual awakening is often correlated with some sort of significant shift in focus in life. It it wakes you up and, and it's not always correlated. I mean, it depends on what you were doing before, but it is often correlated and you know, for me, I, I had my big one at my, my uh, Saturn return, right? And so it was when I was 28 and I just raised my life to the ground. It was just like, shook, just destroyed everything. I was just like, nope, I'm out. And uh, so, you know, that was partly my Saturn return, but it was partly my awakening, right? It was this, this uh, stepping out of this self-imposed prison that I had given myself that was you know, the American dream that I was supposed to do. And, you know, everything about it was not what I wanted. So it was just like, okay, let me get a grip. Let me start over, right? (laughs) I want to start over. I want to do over, right? And so that was the beginning for me. And and honestly, um, I think that my, my real awakening was the gratitude practice that came out of doing that. Because it was it was such a significant shift that I just woke up every morning and I found myself going, Oh my God, I love my life. 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 Oh my God. I love my life. Right. It was just like, Oh, it's so good. Right. And when you are in that level of gratitude, it opens up a huge amount of stuff. I mean, just lots of stuff. You know, I'd be, I was in open communication with my guides. I was showing up places that serendipitously that were exactly where I was supposed to be. You know, I was being brought into situations that I was needed in. I was, I mean, it was just so much stuff. And then of course, you know, stepping onto the, the spiritual express train and getting whacked upside the head, but the clue by four over and over again, so that I could like, you know, okay, deal with this. Okay. Deal with that. Okay. Look at this. And it's like, all right, all right. I'm on it. I'm on it. But she doesn't, could, could I have a break? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. You wanted the express train. You got it. Be careful what you ask for. Yes. So, so in the spiritual awakening, um, I guess a, and, and you just uh, start to talk about it. Um, a myth, I guess, that is out there that it's all, ah, oh, it's all peaceful and namaste. <laughs> and y- yes, you have a gratitude, but you never have a bad day in life, even though you're a wee human. And there's there's rainbows and unicorns everywhere because that is a spiritual awakening. I tried to do my best, very peaceful oh kind God, of monkey, so you know. <laughs> impression there. I have never known anyone who's had a spiritual (laughs) awakening who had a peaceful one ever. 
spiritual awakenings are by definition, they will fuck you up. Oh my God. In the best of ways. Well, sometimes in the worst of ways, before the best of ways. Before the best. There is that breakdown before breakthrough moment, right? And so, yeah, I mean, they, they, they can be a little challenge to navigate. They can be a big challenge to navigate, right? So especially if your gifts are um, significant. They, you know, I know people who are like, they, they thought they were going off their nut because, you know, out of the blue, they're seeing shit. They're hearing shit and they're like, uh, am I schizophrenic? Am I dissociated? Am I delusional? You know, because they didn't have a point of reference. And then they would come and come to my house and sit down and be like, I'm seeing stuff. I'm like, oh, are you talking about the guy who's sitting on your right hand side who's saying this to you right now? She's like, you see him too? I'm like, yeah, you're not seeing stuff. (laughs) You're just, you're aware of your new environment. You're you're expanding your awareness. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and then you have a new norm whenever it comes to conversations. Oh my God. Going, oh yeah. Well, you know, dead cousin Vinny, yeah, he came and saw me two nights ago and it's just like a normal, you know, conversation. It's not even like, what you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have many friends in my life that I very carefully do not have conversations with in front of therapists that don't know us because I don't want to get put away. <laughs> But it's so fun to mess with them. Uh, right up until you're committed. Yeah, right up, right up until that point. You know, but like, up until that point, it's really good. Right up until then, it's, yeah, no, yeah. It's probably not your best choice. Yeah. So I think I came up with two not-to-dos when you first become spiritually awakened. Awoken? So we're we're going to go with it. Awakened, yes. Yeah, awakened, yes. So we're back to our first season of we're back to our first year of of spirit Sherpa where we're going here's how not to blow yourself up all right yes yes Yes. so here's a warning here's what not to do yes all right so and I was gonna see what else you could add to it but first one for me was going to be do not under any circumstances when you're feeling spiritually awakened and you're a beginner do not buy a Ouija board oh fuck that no don't do that yeah don't do that 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 is a a direct line to the lower astral and things that will mess with you yes all right so not a good party trick just leave that be for now that would be yeah run away run away away. (laughs) (laughs) and the second one i came up with is do not go to the scariest place on earth to go ghost hunting yeah that that would be another great place to get possessed Yay! yay Let's get possessed when we don't know anybody who can depossess us. There's a good idea. Yeah. When we when we won't even be able to begin control enough of ourselves to go, help. Right. Yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> um, can you can you think of a third one? Oh, oh, I, I have many. But <laughs> Okay. What what would, um, what would what would be your I say top three ish? Okay, so top I would say the top one is to to um, don't try to master your gifts before you learn how to master your energy, your own, be able to protect yourself and master yourself because that'll fuck you up. <laughs> it's, it's really, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good way to get hurt. 
I see this all the time, especially like um, people going in for Reiki classes and stuff. They're like, oh, I'm awakened. I'm going to go for a Reiki class. And then they go and do Reiki and they don't they don't set their containers and they don't do their stuff, whether they were trained to or not. Or, you know, or, oh, well, this person just needs this. I see this all the time. They're like at, they're at a party and they decide they're going to do a Reiki treatment in the middle of the party and they don't set space. And now you're at a party where people are drinking and, you know, low level energies are flying around. And now you're in somebody else's energy field. There's a really good idea let's not do that so yeah it's, it's it's all these ways to to just mess things up but yeah and, and to hurt yourself and hurt somebody else in the same time yay we love that shit right like two for the price of one two 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 two, two. yes okay but wait there's and, more but wait there's more it slices and dices and chili has fries it possesses you it caresses you and it gouges out your eyes i don't know I'm making shit up as i go so I told you i was punchy yes uh, so, you'll have a date for life Oh, God. Uh, yes, that's really not in the way you want. Yes. So, uh, you know, don't try to master your gifts before you figure out how to deal with your own energy field and how to how to maintain and manage and, you know, be responsible with your own energy field and how to protect yourself, how to protect your space, how to protect, you know, environments that you are in. And, um, and so uh, I would say another don't in the spiritual awakening arena is don't sign up to take 50 different classes about 50 different things all at once. I see it happen. I, you know, I'm, I'm in with both feet, man. I, I, that's, that's all I ever did. And I will tell you that it's a really good way to get really confused. Don't work with more than one teacher at a time. Because if you're working with more than one teacher at a time, inevitably, they're going to give you what you think is conflicting advice. And you're inevitably going to do the wrong thing out of those two because there's there's some point at which you're operating on a different scale, right? So one person's teaching you from this angle and another person's teaching you from this angle and you'll use this person's advice on that person's stuff and then you'll be in big trouble. So do yourself a favor, study with one person at a time unless you want to make your life miserable, right? Uh, and then... The, let's see, third one. You want a third one. Ah, uh, let's see. What am I going to come up with here? Mm, things that are a bad idea to do. Oh, yeah. Decide you're a teacher when you barely understand what's going on, right? So that's another one. I mean, we, if you're an extrovert, you have a tendency that one of the ways that you cement stuff in your own brain is to teach somebody else. That's great. Teach one other person, teach two other people, but don't go out holding classes if you just barely have a grip on something. Because, you know, what's going to happen is that you're going to get all up in your ego. You're going to get all scared that you're going to be doing it wrong. And then you're going to be, you're going to be more focused on keep on, on not losing face than you are on getting the education right. And so it, it becomes a way to, to twist your own process. So there's that. Which will, in the long run, have very much unintended consequences. Yeah, this seems to be a theme for these podcasts right now. Yeah. <laughs> unintended consequences. Unintended consequences. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that going around right now. You know, it's the, if you don't understand, no, let me be clear. Even if you do understand the full amount of the working that you're doing, there can still be unintended consequences. If you do not understand the full intention, the full scope of what you're doing, there almost certainly will be 
unintended consequences, and they may be quite large. So yes, this is the be careful what you ask for. Be careful about stepping into stuff you don't understand. All right. Yeah. Now, are there, say, three do's that you say as when you're spiritual awakening that it's okay? Like um, if I go into metaphysical shop and I'm start learning around about crystals, you know, and things like that, is that okay? I normally would say yes, but I have recently been attending. I've recently gone into a spiritual shop and discovered that it was, it has a dragon that is trapped in it that is protecting things and is yeah it's just not it's not good it's not good whoever runs that shop is doing some messed up stuff and so not every store is good is what i'm saying so um and you'll know when you walk in just trust your gut if you walk in and go oh i don't i don't think i like it here turn around and go out okay Let's be clear. I have, I've literally done that. I was so excited. We were on vacation to go into crystal shop and I walked in, I went, nope. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea what was going on. And I, I, nope. And I'm like, uh, uh. (laughs) and when I tell you it was like heavy. Yeah. I'm like, how can a crystal shop be heavy? What is up with this? And it was just heavy. And I'm like, uh, uh. And then my husband is, he senses stuff and all too. He's like, why are we here? I'm like, we're not, we're out. Let's go, <laughs> you know? And, but yeah, I've, I've, I've experienced that with the, it, that it's, that's on a very small percentage of the ones I've been in. Yes. You know, very small percentage, but it does happen from time to time. Yeah. 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 So, so. would it be okay for someone to say, um, get, have a reading from someone, either like a, a, a tarot reading or a psychic reading, so just kind of dip a little pinky toe in there? Yes. Generally, a reading is okay. So fair warning on readings. If somebody tells you you're cursed, never pay that person to clear you because that's the biggest scam there is in this business. Okay. So rule number one, if they tell you you're cursed, they do not get paid to clear it. Rule number two is if you walk in and the person feels icky, don't get a reading from them. That's trusting that intuition that's kicking in now that you're you're experiencing right. that awakening. Yes. So, and you know, I don't want to sound like this is a dangerous place to operate, but it's a similar concept to if you are walking into a new city that you don't know, you need to pay attention to what areas feel like they're not that like they're like they're safe and what areas feel dangerous, and just trust your gut on it. And ask around, you know, ask people, who do you like? Who's done great readings for you in the past? You know, that's a great way to find a good reader, right? But, you know, it, it's it's no difference. The spiritual world is no different than a new city. You got to learn the lay of the land and trust your gut as to where you're going and what you want to do. So going in for an energy healing. If you're going in for a Reiki treatment, you're probably fine. Um, but again, trust your gut. <laughs> And, you know, there's a whole episode way back in the first year of the podcast. I think it's actually in the first like 18 episodes on uh, what to do before you go see an energy healer. So that's that's out there. Um, and, you know, so energy healing is usually fine. Uh, reading is usually fine. Uh, crystals are usually okay if you're, if you're walking into a store that you're like, if, if a crystal talks to you, like talks to you, do not fucking buy it. 
I think I remember that warning from like the crystal skulls that you had or something or said they weren't you had, they weren't mine. There was a story. One of my students bought them online and she had things that were inhabited by evil, evil spirits that were like they they wanted to possess anything that touched it. It took me a long time to yank that thing out of my arm. And I have really good shields and I'm really good at yanking stuff out. And it took me a lot of effort to get that thing out of my arm after she dropped the skull in my hand. I shouldn't give you the opportunity to see it and go, fuck that. I'm not touching it. But, you know, she dropped it in my hand. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> dropped it immediately. And I was like, nope. And it still took me a long time to get it out of my hand. So, um, you know, crystals can hold evil spirits. So if it talks to you at all, do not, do not buy it. Do not. And that's true of any object. If you're buying an object and it talks to you, you, if you don't know what you're dealing with, then you need to not touch it and you need to not buy it. But if it's just a crystal and it just feels good and it looks yummy and it feels yummy, then that's fine. It's all good. Okay. So at the at the end of the day, would you say with our journey that you have been on from wee little child to where you are now, that your spiritual awakening journey and your path has been a positive thing in your life, that it was worth the effort that you put into it? Or, oh, or if you had to do it again, would you like be like, nah, I'll take this other path? Oh, I would have been so miserable if I hadn't done this journey. I was, I was, I was just, I was miserable. I, I, so I am in the process of getting rid of things from my paperwork in preparation for the move to Panama. Right. And I am just shedding and shedding and shedding so much stuff. And I have gone in and I've recently found some morning pages, which, you know, when you, when the artist's way first came out, the artist's way had this, has this instruction that says, write three pages a day just to get your thoughts out on paper to just sort of empty your brain to start your day. And those are called morning pages. And so I went and found some morning pages and they were from like 2000, 1999, 98. And I'm reading these and I'm going, oh, my God, I remember how miserable I was. I remember how angst-filled and anxiety-filled and just tortured I was. I really was. I mean, I, everything. I was in a constant state of anxiety. I was constantly worried that everybody was going to abandon me. I was constantly worried that somebody was going to find fault with me. I was constantly worried that, that I was going to end up alone and, uh, you know, shunned by everyone I knew and loved, and that I was a terrible person, right? And, and no matter how hard I tried, I was never good enough. I cannot imagine having to live that way for the rest of that time. I just, I, I, I would be sick right now, honestly, because of the, the toxicity of the emotions that I was dealing with. I would literally be physically ill, right now, if I had still kept up with that, if I had not done this path. Wow. That yeah. is, that, that is incredible, uh, incredible insight. And I guess re- reflection too, as choosing this path over the alternative of staying where you were. And, and I guess that's, um, as a listener, that's what I was kind of wanting, you know, is it, you know, should I pay attention to, Hey, this is happening. It's happening for a reason. 
this is the path, you know, that you're supposed to be on. Because I've, again, I'm speaking from my own experience that when I find that if I'm stepping away from where I'm supposed to go, things get very difficult very quickly. And not that we don't have you know, difficulties in life. Yeah, there's a traffic jam, whatever. Yes, everything's due at the same time at work. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Groovy. Cool. But things get very hard when you step off of the path and things get easier when you're on the path. You know, it's like a friend of mine who trains a horse. She makes it very difficult for them whenever it's something that she wants wants them not to do and very easy so that they choose the easier path, path, path of least, least resistance. So that is very interesting. Well, I think we've had a very full episode, yeah, um, a lot of information. Um, did you want to end with the Kellyism today? Oh, yeah. Fastest way out is right through the middle. Don't be afraid. Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up, buttercup. When walking through hell, don't stop. Keep walking. I think that's Our, a Winston Churchillism, actually. So That's okay. Winston would be very proud that you used his ism <laughs> on Spirit Sherpa. I just, I, you know. The last he just, piece with him. Yeah, the yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all that we have for this week, folks. Tune in next time when Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules, here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car, I'm all alone, but feeling good and feeling strong, knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself, I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.